and hello hello we're live how's it going sean how's it going everyone hey guys hey chris this is this podcast does not have a name episode 17 for january 26th 2022 hope everyone's doing well yeah i hope Um, so things are maybe a little better or still a bit rocky from last week the pc wouldn't start up but yeah that's kind of unfortunate we kind of had to skip a week because of technical difficulties that kind of sucks when it happens not really much you can do but yeah from what you told me chris you kind of uh gave the whole nine yards and you still don't know what exactly the problem was that kind of sucks nope it happens like once a year i don't know why it happens so but yeah whatever it happens (laughs) So I know you probably won't have a problem with this, Chris, but I want to kind of dedicate this episode to uh, Mandy. She was in the ER over the weekend. So yeah, that's, I I really, my heart goes out to her. So just wanted to say, you know, we're thinking about you. So yeah, that's about it. I hope you're doing well. Hope it went all right. I don't know if it's already happened or if you're still waiting, but take care of yourself. Stay safe. Hope you're good. Yeah, she is uh, my co-host for our Trash Talk Tuesdays, and also she's a very, very close and dear friend of mine. So I just wanted to, you know, give her some props. So, anywho, uh, let's let's start with what we've been up to, Chris. I'll let you go first. Last two weeks now instead of last week. So, what uh, have you been up to besides uh, trying to fix your PC? Well, besides just trying to get that all up and running. Uh, what have I done? Uh, haven't really watched much Sentai, but I watched a few more Fist of the North Star. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love it. <laughs> I love how violent slash not not violent the show is, but like the first five or six episodes, Kinshiro is like taking down, I guess the henchman of, is it King? This guy who stole his girlfriend Yuria. And I'm like, oh, okay, so we're going to get some good fights between these guys. And the fights are, like, less than a minute long. I'm like, oh, so these guys were just nothing compared to him. <laughs> like, no one stand is uh, compared to Kinshiro in his fight. <laughs> Except for maybe King and some of the other other guys, like, who know the South Star or North Star fighting styles. Even though these guys he's fought apparently were trained in, like, the Fist of the South Star kind of training but they just they're nothing compared to Kinshiro who's a fucking god apparently <laughs> see I never knew up until now that the North Star was a fighting style until you, until you just told me like South Star fighting style and all this other stuff I'm like oh In... so that's what the whole yeah, 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 is called yes the, the North Star fighting that's the style. <laughs> fish the North Star kind of whatever fighting style that's he apparently is the only successor to, but the South Star can have multiple forms and multiple successors. Like, yeah, okay, I guess they wanted to make it villain. <laughs> so, and they want to drag it out, out longer than it needs to be, but I'm loving the show. And I don't remember if I mentioned on the last podcast if I had a beat by then. I beat RE0? Uh, yeah, I don't, I think did you mention the last couple of weeks? I don't remember. I don't remember, but I'll just say that uh, if 
I didn't. The I don't understand that story as in why the bad guy was trying to kill uh, Rebecca and the other guy, whatever his name is, hot dude with <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> like, why? Because the whole thing is you're going through the game like normal RE thing. You end up in strange place, zombies, and then you find out the plot of what's going on. And the plot of this one was that uh, the two guys that created Umbrella, the one was working on, he created the T-Virus, and uh, his buddy Birkin backstabbed him and killed him for the T-Virus, and Birkin then, as you find out in RE1 and 2, I believe, modified that into the G-Virus. But anyway... The guy who was killed wants revenge. He turned himself into a creature with his virus and wants to kill Birkin and destroy Umbrella. Don't know what that has to do with your main characters because they get stuck in this, in there the whole time. Like you, Your characters never really see this guy the entire game. Don't really know his name until near the end of the game. And then he shows up and goes, I'm going to get my revenge, and you two will not escape. Like, what? Why? We're trying to also take down Umbrella, or will be, as soon as we are out of here. <laughs> and then he tries to kill you, and during the last, like, the escape sequence, kind of what's in a lot of RE games, the, he mutates and starts chasing them up a ramp, and the guy that's your partner there says, uh, Oh no, here here comes the queen. We need to get ready. I'm like, when did this thing ever get called queen? Or the queen? You're just making up names for this thing now? I'm like, it's... <laughs> so I'm like, that, none of this shit makes sense. Why are we having to run away and escape from this thing? The other games, it made sense. They're actively trying to stop you from spreading information about Umbrella and what they're doing. This game, it makes no sense. He seems like a rogue thing that doesn't understand what it's doing anymore. So it, the end of the game just felt really shitty because it had nothing to do with your characters. Or them trying to stop you from spreading out information. If anything, you getting out would help his cause because it would help the downfall of Umbrella. <laughs> right? I guess that's that's kind of because this Zero was made after 1, 2, and 3, so I retcon is not the right word, but they're almost trying to, like, insert part of the story and, like, kind of try and make everything click together with that yeah. part. So it seems like it was, like, very... They did... I'm not kind of blaming or or, or uh, defending them, but it kind of seems like they did the best with with what they could and what they could squeeze in. That's it's, how... It's, it sounds, it sounds yeah. like... That's pretty much how it feels. And I remember that feeling like that when I played the game, but still, it's like, couldn't you have written it a little bit better where your characters were getting in his way or something so that he would have a personal reason to get them out of his way? But no, they just, the entire thing was that he wants revenge on Wesker and Birkin, and our characters had nothing to do with the entire plot. Hmm. <laughs> it just felt like, you know, really filler to get Rebecca into the into the mansion <laughs> which is where she uh kind of the end of the game is them overlooking the mansion rebecca's like oh i wonder what that is and then she wanders off there and billy that's his name your partner billy goes okay well i'm a wanted criminal but i guess i'm out of here see ya and he just leaves yeah okay like guess that was an okay game <laughs> like damn 
I I honestly thought he would have like as I said in the last last episode of the podcast. I honestly like I I, I didn't really want to hear that because of spoilers, wow. but I. I, I thought he was going to die, as I said in the last podcast, spoilers. because we don't ever see him again. Spoilers for almost a 20-year-old game. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You're <laughs> right. You're not wrong, but still. But yeah, he. I mean, I don't know. He. I don't I have no idea. He, I don't, as far as I know, he's not in any other game or mentioned, so, mm-hmm. or any of the movies. So He well, just pieced the fuck out of there. He's I like, mean, my job here is done, but he didn't do anything. Yeah, he, he <laughs> that, put, that one game... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the yeah, but yeah, it's it's all right. The only and, reason why uh, I like it is because Rebecca's in it. <laughs> the rest right. of the game is kind of Rebecca. The, sorry, not Rebecca. The rest of the game is kind of meh, especially the story near the end. So it's all right. And then I beat uh, RE One, uh, Jill and Chris's playthroughs, and now I'm on. Uh, RE2. Man, does that game look crusty when you compare it to the RE1 remake on GameCube. Because this is the port, I think, of either the PlayStation or the N64 version. And wow, yep. you you can definitely tell. Holy cow. It took so, me a while to get used to the crusty textures of all the backgrounds. Seems like you're doing a Resident Evil marathon on Twitch, huh? Yeah, at least so far. You know, all the okay. Resident Evil games. That matter. Yes, I, I, I knew you were going to say something along those lines. But <laughs> anyways, um, what, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, for two, the, uh, you kind of mentioned this on your stream. I, I was there when you said this. Um, that Oh, wow, you can really tell what's what you can interact with versus what you can't just because the, the graphics are either like very grainy or very like re- refined mm-hmm. or defined, I guess, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, you're right. But like I think on the original PlayStation version, it wasn't like that. Everything was grainy. But this this game, they're like, oh, well, everything you can interact with, let's make different yeah. for some reason. Yeah, not, I don't know why they did that. Not quite everything, but yeah, like a lot of things do pop out, like ammo sitting on a desk. Like the rest of the desk is pretty grainy, but that bullet texture is definitely higher quality. And I'm not sure why that is. If that was a holdover from like the N64 or PlayStation that you just couldn't tell uh that well i don't know for sure but whatever after a while you just kind of forget about that but man re2's pretty great <laughs> it's the yeah. best one in the series i bought for me anyway so i mentioned this on your stream but my first re game was re2 for the playstation one so that's how i discovered the franchise um and that's what made me fall in with it. I'm not the biggest RE fan at all. There's still I haven't played most of the games actually in the series, but I still enjoy it. And I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say for sure it was my first horror game, but I, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, probably the same thing for me. First horror game. I guess it wasn't really much out at the time. Mostly just Silent Hill and Resident Evil, which were still very early. And I didn't have a PlayStation, so I believe I played this originally on the N64. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's really good. I don't know if I'm going to do both their A and B sides, but I'm definitely doing Leon's A and Jill's B. And then we'll see what happens after that. If I continue with, I don't know if it's three or Code Veronica after that, or if I'll swap over and do their alternates. We'll see. Uh, 
one thing I'm disappointed in with the RE1 remake. I don't know if in the new versions, if they redubbed stuff, but Barry doesn't have his lame jokes anymore in the games. As opposed to the original of Resident Evil. Like, he doesn't call Jill the master of unlocking, or... Phew, you almost became a Jill sandwich. Yeah, they're changed. He says something <laughs> along the lines of, you should take you should take this, you'll make more use of it. When he hands her the lockpick, and the other one's How? like... How dare they change those classic voice lines, and honestly. The other line, I think it was uh, something like, if, if I'd have been uh, a minute later, you'd have been flat enough to fit into a sandwich. Like, oh, that's that's not terrible. the same. That No. <laughs> we we want our Master of Unlocking line. Give us back. I don't know if in we, the new versions, if they redub it, I'd have to look, like, the version on Steam or on the current console stuff. They might have, like, redubbed them, but I doubt it. Because <laughs> those more seem like remasters of the GameCube version. Like, but I don't know. But they're good. That's pretty much it really i did that and i guess i did watch uh the new season of documental which Never heard of that. it's a amazon yes amazon prime uh video like a japanese basically japanese um comedy battle royale in a way uh hosted by matsumoto one of the uh two members of downtown a big like pretty big uh what do you call it? Japanese uh, comedy group. They do every year um, the You Laugh, You Lose like like 24-hour marathon thing with his partner. Hours. Yeah, for 24 hours, they are subjugated to like uh, to a bunch of comedians and uh, just anyone they can, they can uh, get on board to try and make them laugh. And when they laugh, they get punished. <laughs> In different, in various ways. It's a great end of the year thing. Yeah, but this documental is like a battle royale thing where Matsumoto tells them they got to bring, I think it's 10,000 yen? Question mark? I don't remember exactly how much it was. And uh, there's 10 competitors that are trying to each make themselves laugh. And if they make them laugh, they, I think they get two chances. If they laugh the second time they're out of the game so they lose their chance of winning all the money it's a great uh, kind of battle royale thing where everyone has to kind of subjugate themselves to everyone else's jokes and not laugh okay it's worth checking out if you wanted to see something like that I think it's good I love Matsumoto and a lot of the comedians he's been posting are not posting uh, getting on the show are have been pretty great. There haven't really been too many uh, duds in terms of the people he's gotten on board. So it's worth checking out. But yeah, that's it. It's all for me. And you? Uh, yeah, I was I was not looking forward to this part. So basically, <laughs> I know it's been a couple of weeks since the last podcast, but uh, yeah, my, my depression is just really it sucks because I can't enjoy things anymore. So I haven't really been playing any games or watching anything aside from YouTube videos. I've been, I've been trying to get into games. I've been trying to watch some movies, but just haven't been been able to do anything. I haven't been able to really enjoy things. And yeah, so that's, and I added on to the fact that I, I, uh, I'm again, I'm not trying to air my dirty laundry, but uh, I did, I did kind of uh, verbally hurt someone 
uh, and that kind of sucks. There's just never an excuse for that. So I kind of felt regretful and that, that I hurt the other person. I made them suffer. So yeah, that I've been having to live with that a little bit. It's, it, the situation's better now. Don't worry. But uh, yeah, it's still, it's still been going through a lot to say the least. So I have not been able to enjoy things, unfortunately. So I got nothing to say this week about that. Mm. All right. Well, besides what has happened on there, you haven't really been able to do much, you're saying? So, no, I've been kind of just stuck in a slump, you know? It sucks because, like, I've, I have been trying to play games. It's just like, I don't want to force myself either. So, yeah, there's it, it is what it is. If you force yourself, you feel like me when I force myself to watch Naruto Shippuden for that half a year. <laughs> well, to be fair, or the spoilers you. did suck. But the core episodes were really good. I hate Naruto Shippuden. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were talking. I absolutely hate that show. That show makes me hate the entire franchise. Any good that came out of the original Naruto series is tainted by Shippuden. I hate Shippuden so much. I hate it more than I hate Dragon Ball and or Dragon Ball GT and Super combined. Oh. It is one of the worst things I watched and how they ruined certain characters. I had no idea you felt that way. Yep, I think, it's, I think it is awful. Hmm. <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> Nothing really to, to say about that. No, I, we'll leave it there. <laughs> I, I, I personally didn't... I, 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 well, I know there's some things you liked, like that one uh, oh, at the very I, end, that one fight. So, yes, so so the best, the only parts of the show that I say I actually like are the memes of the terrible animation of Naruto versus Pain. That is the greatest thing to come out of that entire show. And it's one of the things that I'll see more casual viewers will remember of that show more than the plot. <laughs> I'm not talking about hardcore users or people who are not users, uh, viewers slash big fans, right? So... But, you know, the most casual people will look at that and go, oh, yeah, it's that show. <laughs> so, but yeah. Well, we, we can move on. Yeah, um, we'll go on. So, I think we're good. So, yeah, this, this kind of came out last week, but it doesn't matter when it came out. Because, Chris, I, I can say this with an extreme amount of confidence that this is probably the biggest news story to have broken since we started the podcast or even I'll go a step beyond that. It's probably one of the biggest stories in gaming that's happened in a very long while. If you're talking about the, if you're talking about like the biggest gaming buyout ever, then yes. Yeah. Because we so, did cover the recent one and then this blows it out of the water. The last one, the, or the biggest one was the take two. And no, I don't remember who it was. Who cares? <laughs> Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, apparently, well, not apparently, cause it is going through. Blizzard is being bought, or not Blizzard, technically Activision Blizzard is being bought by Microsoft. Yeah, for, <laughs> I think the Six. official price was $68 billion US. Like, holy yeah, Almost shit. close to 60, uh, 69 I think they were I mean, buying it for like 90 something dollars a share for what it was currently at at the time. I believe it's what I read, but still. 
<laughs> like yeah, it's sixty-eight point seven billion. So that's the official number. Um, yes, thank you for wow. correcting me. Oh no, no, I I wasn't correcting. I was just. Uh, kind I, of I, I was sure that was off. I think I was. I think I went running up or down the wrong one. So yeah. either way, well, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Anyways, holy shit! Like if we let's not even talk about gaming for a second. Microsoft is like one of the biggest companies corporations whatever in the world as is so they can easily afford this and not having you know to blink an eye but jesus christ like no i i think it's fair to say because this is my initial reaction and i i kind of looked at and this i think this is how everyone felt i think it's fair to say that no one saw this coming no one saw this coming yeah i don't happen out of the blue (laughs) that's crazy holy considering the the letters we've been hearing passing around you know through the different companies about Activision Blizzard, and then the statement by uh, Microsoft's uh, what's his name? Uh, Yabara? No, Yabara's Activision. Yabara was from Activision. You're, yeah, I sorry. think you're talking about Phil Spencer. I'm thinking of Microsoft? Phil Spencer when we talked about him two or three weeks ago about his uh, yeah. kind of continued letters like uh, and and such. So. But also, back going off of that, I don't think people saw this happening. So, either like I don't see him not knowing this was going through, but you're not going to talk about or mention this until stuff is finalized, really, because mm-hmm. deals and that are being talked to through companies all the time. <laughs> so you never know what's actually going to happen. You don't want to see stuff that isn't actually going to happen because kind of ruins things down the line or whatever. Right? Anyway. This is huge. This makes them one of the biggest gaming uh, companies in the world. Uh, followed by, or the pe- two or there above them are Sony and uh, who was it? Crap, I just had them in my head. Tencent? Tencent, thank you. I was mm-hmm. going to mention some of the companies they bought because I couldn't remember their names. But yeah, Tencent. So yeah, they're like third or in the top three next to those two. I don't know where they would be placed because recently Microsoft had bought what Blizzard or not, well Blizzard, but recently they also had bought in like uh, uh, whom was it? Elder Scrolls. Oh, Bethesda. Bethesda, thank you, and uh, some of the other Zenimax. Zenimax, and yeah, like they bought a bunch of other companies as well recently too. So they've been on a kind of a spree like that too ish in a way so yeah and from everything that i've researched um it seems like this is something that they always wanted to do but this was the prime opportunity for them because obviously the share (laughs) prices are going to be a lot lower now while they were lower it was confirmed when the deal was done so they ended up saving a lot of money because of the controversy and that was a big deciding factor of kind of, uh, you know, pulling the trigger on the deal, at least right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it, What you know, when the cards are in, in your favor. I don't think anyone's going to hold them, you know, that against them. That's just that's just business, you know? No, Nothing yeah, that's true. Good or bad about man. that. It's just, man, though. Do you remember back like, when, they, when Microsoft bought Mojang and thought, wow, that's a big buyout for video games? Yes. And then you look at this and, and that pales in comparison to it. <laughs> yes. And remember, everyone was afraid, not that I blamed them, that when they bought Mojang out, the Minecraft was going to go to shit. But 
but to be fair, Microsoft has, has treated that franchise and that studio extremely well. And that's something that uh, Phil Spencer said. So when the Microsoft first brought Rare out for the original Xbox console, mm-hmm. like the 2003 one or whenever it came out, um, they, they bought Rare. Basically, Rare was a second-party developer for Nintendo, but they brought it them out and they became a first party for Microsoft. And they kind of said, okay, do this, now do this, now do this. So like first they said, okay, make a sequel to Perfect Dark. That was a good game. I, I, I played through Perfect Dark Zero. It's, it's an okay game, but it doesn't hold the light to the first one. Then they said, okay, do this, now do this. And then now, now make con- connect games. So they kind of tossed them to the wind, like yeah. just at a whim. <laughs> and, and Phil Spencer said, you know what? That was a huge mistake on us. We will never do that again because they, they, they made Rare do things that they were not famous for. And they were hoping their name would just ha- allow the magic to go through and they would be able to, you know, all these games would have the Rare magic. But you can't do that. You can't have that much control over, over a studio and expect the products are going to be just as good, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. But so they said they learned their lesson. They, and they said, you know, we're not going to ever do that again. So Minecraft Mojang was okay. Yeah. So as far as these studios, I have no doubt they'll be okay too. Yeah. It's just, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, if they're left to hopefully do what they're known to do, then that should make the studios a little bit better. Like Rare, even today, even though like a lot of people who used to work there don't work there anymore, it's still a shell of what it used to be. Like imagine if they allowed them to make a 3D platformer game. They could have had their own mario or dark or whatever like you know whatever collectathon no banjo is that what yeah banjo sorry yes they could have had their own type of game like that that they would solely own even and they would have allowed them to you know spread their wings in microsoft that way instead of being thrown in the shovelware mines which is where they dwelled for a long time before finally making uh was it Sea of Thieves and another day, a couple of the games did they help work beginning uh, with Killer Instinct, I believe. Question. Yeah, mark. Rare. Rare was they invented Killer Instinct. They did Killer Instinct one and two. Then the the new one that's out on like launch with Xbox One. Uh, they handed off the reins. Yeah, they handed off the reins, but studio. they did start it off through them, right? Yeah. So they are directly responsible for the first couple Killer. Well, the whole Killer Instinct franchise as a whole. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, um, for example, the Perfect Dark game that they made for Microsoft, not as good. The mm. Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts game, not as good. It's still a decent game, I would say, but you don't play a Banjo-Kazooie game to make vehicles, you know? N- not that's, really. That, that's, so... a, that's one of the spin-offs you do when you're in between, you know, trying to get the debt or the rights holders or, you know, the company to say, Come on, let us do a real one of these people still want it. This is our spin-off. Come on. Yeah. And remember, Rare was the people who made Donkey Kong Country as well. Some of the best oh. series in gaming mm. of all time. Donkey Kong Country <laughs> Donkey 1, Kong 2, Country. and 3. The Super Nintendo, and then later re-release on multiple other oh. systems. But but those were some... That was like classic platforming. Good luck ever beating that. Did it's they just, also the do so DK64? They did. They did. Although people, I, I remember getting that on like Christmas Day, and I remember thinking this is not as good as DKC. Obviously, oh yeah, obviously it's a different. Beast. Obviously, it's a different beast, but it was still a good game. It played like Banjo Kazooie, yeah, a little bit. So 
you know, it was different. It was very different, but that was, that was the closest thing I can, I can wanna describe it. I want to play that again. <laughs> I know you, you, you love Donkey Kong, the character. I'm not just that. I've never beaten DK64. Yeah. So <laughs> like, as you said, it was a different beast. So I was like, you know, you play through it and you either get along with it or you don't. So it's just mm. one of those ones that's like, there's a lot of collecting, collect a thoughting going on in this game. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we'll see what happens like with this company alongside like with uh, Bethesda because not much has been released yet through through Bethesda after their acquisition. So we'll see what new stuff comes out or, you know, see how Starfield comes out. I'm more looking toward like the Elder Scrolls because that will will have been solely developed under Microsoft. Right under Microsoft's kind of wing, I guess you want to say. So we'll see. Uh, we do know that apparently through, at least through, through this acquisition, they claim that um, uh, who was it? Activision Blizzard claims that at least like that all their games are still gonna be multi-platform or most of them. Things are very blurry as to whether or not they will be. They do apparently say that a hundred percent under the current deal they have that the Call of Duty games will still be multi-platform. Yeah, um, that was actually going to be one of the other... Yeah, I just wanted to like, fold it in since but... we're doing this yeah, whole thing. Okay. So. Yeah, just... yeah. Um, so, Sony was not very pleased, obviously, to hear the news about the merger. But uh, By the way, it, it hasn't technically happened yet. It's still there's still going to be some time until it officially takes place, but it, it, I don't want to say guaranteed. That's a little too strong of a word, but it, it, it's it's all but it's all but kind of set in stone yeah. already. So there's very little avenue of escape for, for this not happening. <laughs> but you know, but um, yeah. So Sony was not very happy because I think they're they tweeted out something like the next day saying. I'm just paraphrasing. I'm just going from memory. Mm. Something along the lines of, um, you know, we want to remind Microsoft that we have contractual obligations to the Call of Duty franchise. And they're basically saying, hey, don't try and pull a fast one over us. But again, Microsoft, at least this generation, has been like good guy Microsoft. And if we look at the patterns, they have upheld their obligations, again, to Sony, to Sony themselves when this happened, when they bought... Um, Zenimax out when they said, okay, well, we're still going to release Deathloop. That's still going to be a PlayStation console exclusive for a year as per the contract originally was before mm -hmm. the buyout. And there was one other game, I forget, that kind of same lines. So yeah, yeah it's like... And Starfield is going to be multi-platform still. Yeah, and Sony was just kind of, in my opinion, just kind of raising a stink for no good reason. Yeah, I mean, but, they would uh, lose a lot of money. A lot of people play on PlayStation over xbox when it comes to call of duty i i want to almost say it's more playstation but i have no numbers to back that up so meh <laughs> whatever but still it's a lot of money on the table if they lose that yeah so they're committed um to kind of again do what they committed already to do prior to the buyouts and they said they will release bare minimum the next three call of duties mm -hmm. on the playstation as was the plan originally and that includes, um, so I'm just uh, reading this from the, the Kotaku article by Ethan Gash. Um, 
because I'm not a Call of Duty player, so I have no idea. Yeah, I, um, I Call of Duty, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, which is supposed to be 2003, 2023's entry. Modern Warfare Two, apparently, um, rumored to be Modern Warfare Two. Second one would be 2023's entry of Call of Duty, whatever it is, and Call of Duty Warzone Two, a refresh of the Battle Royals. Uh, that was also slated for 2023. So mm. we're talking like, we're talking like since we just turned 2022, a couple years down the line. Mm -hmm. So they usually release, well, they do release one mainline Call of Duty every single year. So I can see this being two or three more years before they look at Sony and go, should we bother upping our contract again with them for this game for making ex not exclusive but mm -hmm. simultaneous re releases on the consoles? And just because they're releasing on PlayStation doesn't mean that if they want to, and this is why I predict they, they will do, because this is what they've done since Game Pass existed, they can just release them on PlayStation and then also put Call of Duty on Game Pass. They could. That's, I, that's, since they do know... Jeez, oh, uh, my tongue got tied up. I was going to say, since they do now own them, they can now do that and just say, we'll take the loss on this. Because more likely there's going to be, you know, the normal Call of Duty stuff of microtransactions and other Ugh. crap they could put in there. But we'll see. Maybe Microsoft will have them pull back on that and make a slightly different product in terms of, like, their monetization. I don't know. We'll have to see what the future holds for, for them in terms of their monetization practices and that. Because Microsoft may not be okay with, with all that nickel and diamond. To that extent, I mean, they're they're usually not. You but, have like a free to play game. You can sub if you want. For example, um, Elder Scrolls Online that has a lot of buy amounts, buy buy so buy some clothes, buy some emotes for your characters. That's but, acceptable but because it is you don't have free to or buy mostly a game. free. Yeah, Microsoft does not a problem with that. But they did. I I think I did express this in like a previous podcast mm. episode. I think I think they do have an issue with like. As you said, nickel and diamond players to, to that degree. Yeah, it's so like I was going to bring up. Oh wait, there was Halo, but Halo is of course free, <laughs> the multiplayer. So they're making money off of the skins and stuff that they're reselling, not reselling. Yeah, that they are selling on the marketplace. So I can't bring that, bring that up. <laughs> I was about to make uh, an arson myself and <laughs> bring up Call of Duty or bring that up. Right? Halo. Yeah, Halos. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, it's interesting. It is huge, huge amount of money. We're definitely going to see some changes. I wonder how much changes this is actually going to make in the company itself in terms of what's going on. Because apparently, unless things have changed since I last looked at the uh, the articles and that, they're going to be keeping Kodak and most of the people that are in charge in charge of Activision Blizzard unless the things changed. I remember reading that on a, I believe it was a different article. I could be wrong, or is it attached to this one? That um, apparently he's going to still keep his position. Yes. So Bobby Kotick um, kind of put out a letter, and no one was very either impressed by it or kind of fell for it. Not that he was specifically lying about anything, but just basically him saying. Oh yeah, everything's good. Everything's good under under the hood. We're gonna keep the status quo. We're gonna, you know, I'm 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 glad I'm glad this is how, the way things happened. But no, it's like 
Bobby was fighting against this acquisition with all his power, but obviously he only has so much power in this. If if Microsoft buys the majority of the shares, I don't care what position you are in the company. Was well, that how really the? Have much of a choice. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, is that how the active uh, the acquisition happened? They just bought. I the believe majority? so. I believe so. But either either way, yeah. There's only so much Bobby can can do, even <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. Um, it, it's it's funny. This is like a very brief news story, but it's kind of related to what you just said. Oh. Um. So, Bobby Kotick was actually months previous to this, um, interested in buying some gaming press that I put him in a negative light, specifically Kotaku and PC Gamer. Oh, I was gonna say he, this he is totally for for good things to help you know these companies to grow bigger. Yeah. Good but thing. you already he already beat me to the punch. So, uh, Bobby Kotick is like the opposite of King Midas. King Midas, everything he touches becomes gold. Bobby Kotick, everything he touches turns to shit. Apparently, because yeah, he wanted to buy these two gaming news outlets out specifically, specifically just so they would stop shitting on him. And when I say shitting on him, I mean telling the truth. Yeah, and doing so- their jobs. Telling the reporting. truth and all the information that has been made publicly available, and some not public, but has been made public because of these publications, because they did journalism, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. So to kind of uh, have a direct quote here yeah, from yeah. the article <laughs> from uh, Video Game Chronicles. Um, I don't see the author's name, so I'll apologize on that. Chris Mr. Cot- Sol- Scal- Scullion? Oh. Yeah, I just saw it. Yeah, there it is. Chris Scullion. I think I said so. that right. Sorry, yep, I didn't. Did. So Mr. Kotick has been eager to change the public narrative about the company and in recent weeks mm-hmm. has suggested Activision Blizzard make some kind of acquisition, including of gaming trade publications like Kotaku and PC Gamer, according to people familiar with him, the report reads. Um, so yeah, basically he was butthurt that people are telling the truth and he didn't want himself to be kind of casted in the light that he was yeah which, i mean again is the truth normally what companies would do and it's usually seen through is that you would pay a person to make a snuff piece of how good your company is and all the good they have done in the past but that hasn't worked out so well for certain for other companies so no if bobby decided well i have you know billions of dollars i'll just buy the publications and make them write good things only about my company and me and tell and I'm sure if Bobby could, he would buy the internet and make them remove the devil horns <laughs> off of his pictures. Yes, because as <laughs> as Jim Sterling reported way back in the day, like years ago, uh, whenever Bobby Kotick tries to date someone, they inevitably Google his name after the date. Or before, find, <laughs> or yeah, well then they wouldn't date him in the first place. But yeah, <laughs> after the date, they kind of do a little bit of research. Not that they had to do very much. They, you know, they see the devil horns, they see everything he's done, and they're like, nope. Yeah, apparently. I mean, <laughs> so, well, that's that's from Bobby Kotick's own own. Oh, experience. yeah. <laughs> so, if he wants to admit that, that's on him, right? That's yeah, yeah. literally coming straight from the horse's mouth, so there's nothing to really speculate about if he himself is saying that, so mm. there, there you have it, you know? So, yeah, yeah. that's the sort of person he is. It is. It's the... It, he really shines through in his work, we'll say. Yes. 
in more ways than one chris in more ways than one yeah all right <laughs> okay well we're gonna have to unfortunately continue the blizzard activision news we still have a couple things i guess we should kind of keep on the same beat chris um, i guess um, since we're already since we already you know stepped into the shit with our one shoe we might as well kind of you know keep on walking with it and not having you know well let's just get our shoes dirty now so we don't have to kind of clean them twice uh, okay so this news came up earlier today or late last night it was yesterday but um apparently um apparently the union efforts through ravenstop ravensoft is going to be they're going to try to crush even harder under their boot heel those uh, unionization efforts apparently so ravenstop and them had they had asked on january 25th for activision blizzard to voluntarily recognize a newly formed union the game workers alliance uh which is an organization with the Communications Workers of American Union. Oh, sorry. Jeez. They're organizing with the Communication Workers of America to unionize. There, that's the word I was looking for. Sorry. My brain can't shut off there for a second. <laughs> and apparently, you know, Activision Blizzard is uh, fine, you know, we'll take a vote, you know, to see how how everything feels with everyone with all this but they are demanding that everyone at ravensoft vote and not everyone is working there or is working from home yada yada right so this is now giving activision blizzard time to even dig in their heels harder with anti-unionization efforts because they're telling them everyone has to vote you know everyone should have a, 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 a say right but this this actually gives Activision Blizzard time to strengthen anti-unionization efforts throughout the company and try to stop this from happening. They apparently are also looking at putting in QA staff into specific sections in the company to split up QA staff. To either it's either new QA staff or the same ones, but splitting them up amongst the company so that they can't be unionized or together in the work efforts. And this will help to, they hope, lessen the unionization efforts and lessen their voice. This is a tactic used in other companies as well, where you'll split up problematic employees or, you know, keep those problematic ones over there as we hire other new uh, uh, employees to do their job in different companies. So they're technically, you know, working in different sections. So they're not part of that QA staff or part of this group here. It is really shitty what they're doing. And they will do this and try and drag it out as long as they can to try and stop the unionization efforts. <laughs> I I have yeah, this is really shitty, but I, I had a quick question. Chris, yeah, but go ahead. If you can. Go ahead. No, I got nothing. Go ahead. Um I, I'm just kinda looking at uh, one of these articles and it says um by requiring all employees at Raven to have a say, Activision Blizzard is effectively arguing that either the entire studio unionizes or no one does. Yes. So to, that kind of um, 
can you clarify that? Like, because you just said they kind of want to divide the the people so they can like pick on certain individuals versus not. Uh, not that that was a different uh, thing where they are hiring other members and other people for QASAP to work in other departments. But uh, this whole thing is that everyone, you know, rightfully so, everyone should have a vote, a say, in whether or not they unionize. But they're really trying to use that as leverage to convince people not to unionize or to drag it out longer so that their, their non-unionization efforts can have a stronger effect on people. They're really trying to use that as leverage to drag things out as long as they can. Uh, even if that may not be hundred percent their their views or their what they what they claim they're doing, that's what it looks like. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's but that's, kind of... but uh, I may be missing something here. This news came out like just like we just seen it yeah, right before we... we started. So we didn't really have a lot of time to review this one. At least I. So didn't. if we have I... more to add to this, we will bring it up again. But it does look like it's a way for them to try to squash or stretch out the unionization slash non-unionization effort in total because of right. them doing a couple different things with it. Because they obviously don't want unionization to happen because if it happens in one section of their of their company, it'll start spreading to others because it's kind of how it works. It's like a virus. you know. It's also unfair to everyone else who's working there. To have one section of the company unionized and the rest not <laughs> yeah i'm not sure how because we're both canadian me and chris i'm not sure how the u.s laws and unions work like i thought it would be up here where like the entire workforce has to be unionized and even if you personally don't want to be part of the union you still have to pay your union dues and that's like that's like the law here yeah kind that, of that, if that, you're actually part of the law if the company is so... already unionized you can't say well i don't want to be part of the union you have to be you are part of it or you don't well work <laughs> no no well up here in canada you can't be you can like have nothing to do with the union but then like you still have to pay the dues of the union it's kind of like weird you know what i mean it's like yeah you're, you're still technically part of the union you're right like you can't like represent yourself yeah but, you can't represent yourself if you're in but a you still that's unionized you still have to pay union dues yes yeah. that's the law so it's kind of strange well, how that is but like he is in 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 this in this situation, like I don't know if Ravensoft or Ravensoft's QA team alone can unionize. So I believe what they are trying to say is that everyone in Ravensoft have have to vote. And I believe they all have to agree to unionize. So that's also kind of the shitty thing. It's not a majority uh, rules kind of thing. It's mm -hmm. I believe they're trying to say that they all have to uh, say yes to unionization. I could be wrong on that, but I. Either way, they're trying to. <sighs> I'm not saying you're wrong, but that just does not sound right to me. Because if even one person says no, that would screw it. Everything I know, else up. That's that, what, that, that wouldn't make sense. That's what they're hoping you know? for. <laughs> really, you know. So that's a, that helps to them with their their anti unionization efforts to say, well, this one person said no, or this one person was sick and couldn't vote, <laughs> or whatever right. BS. Right. That, that's the way yes. I look at look at it uh it, it's kind of kind of really really shitty <laughs> what they are kind of trying to do uh with that you know it's whatever i like since it seems like like activision blizzard will be kind of left alone when it comes to the acquisition 
I wonder if Microsoft will actually say something or if they'll make them force them to change certain ways and or look overlook their shoulders more. Uh, but I, we'll have to see that in the future. I, I don't know how strict they are with the other companies. Like if, if they're kind of left alone for their own devices or. They have been, I looked into this actually, except for the, except for what I said, the story about rare, mm. they, they learned their lesson from rare after rare, they've been mostly left alone. And the vast, if not everyone who's kind of been bought out by Microsoft has said, yeah, we actually are in a better spot now. And that has nothing to do with money. Like one way or the other, I'm sure money was, will make it better for them, but it's because they have to say, well, we no longer have to like rely on just us to kind of put out a game every so often to make money. We're kind of part of a greater team. You can mm. think of like, if it, if it helps you visualize it better, you can think of like, we're, I'm just making this part up by yeah. the way, but you can think like, okay, we're part of team game pass now. So it doesn't matter how often we get a game out because we're still getting paid. As long as we put content out, you know, as long as it's good content, it doesn't really matter so much. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I know I, what you mean. It's it, it's like they don't, they, that pressure is just relieved off of them because they're part of a greater whole now and they can just do whatever the hell yeah. they want as long as they're doing their job properly. Yeah, I'm you just, know, it, it's kind of. Yeah, I'm just wondering if uh, how much leeway and such that uh, Microsoft will have in making sure Activision Blizzard stops doing scummy things to their employees. Oh, yeah, that, Th that's, that was, that's actually that's actually part of our next news story. Oh, and really? I think and what would last... that next news story be? <laughs> so Blizzard plans on outlining um, or outlines plans to improve after challenging 2021. So basically, uh, the way I kind of looked into this new story mm. is basically this is just blizzard trying to do as much damage control and not mm. actually i know as blizzard does in the last recent in the few recent years they just are kind of trying to you know bullshit i don't know maybe maybe this guy here means what he says but it just sounds like corporate pr to mm. me so do you remember uh i think it's mike mike yabara we, we just yes. talked about him not too long that so the, he was one of the two people i know we covered this a couple times on a couple episodes when uh shit what's his name um the president jay allen brack when, the, when, yeah. when they made him retire <laughs> yeah aka be the fall guy uh they kind of there's no longer a president there are two blizzard co-leaders now we and we covered already how oh, I'm, I'm sorry i forget her name i should look it up beforehand but the there's a female lead. yeah that's left. there's a female and there's a male lead and they made the female lead she felt so uh, kind of discriminated because she was a woman of color she was a woman and she was gay she had she's basically like the token like she had all the like the tokenness in her and because of that in her own words she she had to just stepped down from the position i believe from the company as as a whole because she felt so. very marginalized and very yeah it, it was not a good situation for her so that's a position she was put in and she wasn't even paid equally compared to yabara and yabara was actually fought against the corporation like you know we should be getting paid the same amount we're doing the same exact job mm -hmm. so yeah. Yeah, so I don't think Yabara is necessarily bad guy Yabara, just like we can say bad guy Bobby Kotick or Kotick or Kotick, whatever his last mm -hmm. name is. So, however, reading this, but still, this is coming from him. It sounds like bullshit. It, it literally still, sounds it like still bullshit. sounds kind of like corporate bullshit speak. Uh, to yes. worry, guys, so, we got this. 
So I'm 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 trying to give him credibility, but after reading this, it's kind of hard to. Mm. So yeah, he basically put out a company um, wide letter on the company website saying, yeah, you know, we're going to try and do better. And they, he made a lot of promises. Like, I guess we can kind of uh, delve deep into some of them, but yeah, these are just like, it's just, it's, it's more the same coming from Activision Blizzard. And at this point, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Or in this case, try to fool me five times or six times at this point. <laughs> You know, shame. You know, well, I mean, shame on me. Really hope that this that they get their act together and hope that Microsoft puts pressure on them to do so and make sure they does because I don't think things are going to fix themselves unless if they act. You know, I think it. I it, as weird as it is, it will take Microsoft to force them to change, or you. I was gonna say unionization. We'll see what happens with that. Like. The, the the it's it's fine and dandy to have outlined of plans of how to improve and that, but all your other efforts that you claimed that were going to improve still haven't improved. They do say in this that you know all the things that were that we're going to change that you know people still be will be held accountable for stuff, including upper management. Like so, does that include or not include Bobby Connick? Because last time you guys said this, it didn't. Yes, I, that was actually <laughs> the point. I was going to bring up like a few of the things he said. That was actually going to be the first thing I brought up just now. That's the so one that stuck just... out for me was specifically yes. that. <laughs> That's why I'm calling this as bullshit because I don't believe because you know regardless of what else he's saying here, this this one point, this yeah. bullet point. So we can here, bring up a really... couple of the bullet points here. That yeah. So what, the bullet point that me and Chris are talking about is uh, we tripled the size of our compliance and investigation teams and have. Um, articulated clear accountability for unacceptable behavior. This applies to, and this is in bold, all employees at Blizzard, including leadership and management. Now, if that were true, then things would have been done about Bobby Kotick already because... And the people under him that he allowed to do this stuff. Keep in mind, the ongoing investigation from the government against this company clearly shows Bobby hasn't been honest. And and he's been in in the know about all this, you know, sexual discrimination and you know everything else that's been going on. He's mm. been in the know, and I don't want to say encouraging it necessarily, but you know, well, basically, a lack a lack, <laughs> a lack of voice mean you know can be argued as acceptance. So I'm not saying he's like, oh yeah, go ahead and do this to everyone. But oh no, not time, not at that point. But when you know when he's basically there, as shitty things are being done to people. And he just turns his back on them, or exactly. congratulates his business partner for cracking the whip harder. Effectively, <laughs> you know this is all. It's like this sounds extremely disingenuous, but that that one bullet point makes the whole thing just sound plain disingenuous. Yeah, like... it, it's it's nice if that actually does happen. We'll see. Uh, you know. Keep... The... Oh, go on, yeah, please. keep in mind, keep in mind what I just said about Yabaro's uh, um, co-leader, what happened to her. So now he's saying we're dedicating more full-time roles and resources to improving our culture. Like they're talking about like, you know, every company has a kind of internal culture in the, in the workplace. Mm. All too often, this important effort falls on the employee resource groups filled with people who have already have full-time jobs. A few of the leadership positions we've established for this new team include 
a culture leader who will help us maintain the best aspects of what we have today and change and evolve where needed to ensure everyone brings their best self to Blizzard, a new organizational leader for human resources who will build trust, empower our teams, and help foster a safe, positive work environment for everyone. Uh, diversity, <laughs> equity, and inclusion, or DE&I, leader solely focus on our progress across multiple efforts in this area. We are committed to staffing these teams as a priority. Now, keep in mind, one of the things we covered in the previous weeks was like, they are having like a board, like an ethics committee board, and they're filled with mostly board members. I think the, the two females on the, on the, on the board were, was like the two heads of this committee, of this self-appointed committee. It's like, you know, that, that, that meme of like Barack Obama giving himself a medal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you guys thinking? You know, it's like, this should not have to be an announcement. This should just be a normal thing that you do without having to like make a whole, you know, song and dance about it. And just this whole thing. I, I have a feeling that he was pressured into this. I'm not trying to cut this guy any slack at all. You know, I'll, I'll call the bullshit where I see it. But mm. like, I feel like he was very much pressured into saying a lot of this shit from someone. So, yeah, because it just sounds like complete horseshit. You me. know, because this came out, I'm expecting like within you know, at least a month for another notice to come out saying, yeah, none of that stuff was implemented and things are still the way they were before. Just like what happened the last two, definitely one time <laughs> that this happened. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Like, I mean, that that's really all we can do. Like, this is great if this happens because then people will get hopefully start you know, getting treated better and with res with some more respect, or and hopefully actually have a voice in the company, and with that will actually be listened to and respected. But I'm not holding my breath on that. <laughs> it, it does yeah. sound a lot like you know PR, you know damage mitigation, BS, and we should put out a statement like this, you know, so that daddy uh, Microsoft <laughs> doesn't crack a whip on us. That's almost um, what it feels like as well. It came out at around the same time, so. Yeah, I, I wanted to address that in just a second. I, I might as well, I figure I might as well just get the rest of the bullet points out of the way because they're actually really short ones compared okay, to Okay, yeah. So, so yeah, we're, we're measuring our executive, sorry to do that voice again. We're measuring our executive and management teams directly against culture improvement. Wait, what? That sounds like bullshit already. <laughs> this means their, and my own, success and compensation will directly depend on an overall success in creating a safe, inclusive, and creative work environment at Blizzard. Okay, I've, I misread uh, that, the first sentence. It, to me, it sounded like we're measuring our executive and management team directly against culture improvement. So we are trying to steer them away from it back into the uh, slime pit they were in before. Uh, <laughs> I miss well, no, they're, I, I they're saying, hey, yeah. our pay depends on this. I'm like, no, it fucking doesn't. Yeah, it, it was supposed no, it to be doesn't. It was supposed to be before. And, and people still got pay well, raises based on how much sales they got and not how good their team actually felt. And was it remember, respected? Remember Bobby Kotick still got his bonus despite him not meeting his the, the expectations set out oh, don't worry. for him to get that bonus well yeah right but don't, don't so, worry he asked he, he he asked the shareholders and they said it was okay not that he wasn't <laughs> going to give himself that bonus anyway he just wanted right? their approval right 
he still gave himself a bonus despite not meeting the expectations on him. So how much do you think we're going to believe of that? That's complete horseshit. Like, I'm sorry, like maybe, maybe he's special. Well, he, you know, I guess he is because he gets away with all this bullshit compared to everyone else. Uh, like, you know, maybe he can get away with that, but mm. like, still it's like how it's like things need to work from the top down. So if we see they're not working at the top, I'm sorry, but like your credibility is kind of shot at that point. But anyways, another bullet point, we have shared representation data internally with our teams and have set goals around improvement across these metrics. That's very vague. That's the entire bullet it, point. That is extremely vague. That's, it's just like, well, this is the data we gathered based on, you know, complaints or whatever else. And this is what they should be sitting at. Here's your memo. I'm like, oh, okay. So is there anything in place to help put the, to make this better? I guess with all these things, if it actually is working, it should improve things. But that is still like, we sent out a memo to people. Here you go. Like, okay, whatever. Whatever, like, next. <laughs> uh, last one, we put in place, an, we put in place an upward feedback program so that employees have confidence in the I'm sorry, I can't say it's not laughing. In evaluating management, I will use this measure. The uh, sorry, and we will use this to measure the quality and effectiveness of our managers. Okay, oh yeah, we really believe you on that one. So huh? This is supposed to be oh, their, one of their ways to be able to voice what's going on in the company. I wonder if they have to uh, sign it with their name. That's a good point because you should be able to do it anon anonymously. If you, you should, so especially if you're afraid that the company is going to fire you or discriminate against you for you speaking up about the company, which totally hasn't happened in this company. Right. <laughs> right? So I think yeah. we actually covered that on like a previous podcast episode where that exact thing happened. If not, so. we've definitely have heard it from other companies. Oh, where did it happen? God. I swear, Eve's Gilmore. No, it wasn't Ubisoft. I don't think the guys uh, who do Riot. No, I don't think it was Riot either. Although I don't um, actually know what you're talking about. I'm trying to remember. I'm discussing um, companies. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you mentioned two, but there's another one, a French company that made Beyond Two Souls. French. Yes. Uh, I don't remember. They made Beyond uh, Beyond Two Souls and Fahrenheit 9/11. Well, now that you're giving me games, I can just Google it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to say that it happened there because people voice their opinions about shitty things that are going on in the company. And then they started on blackboards and stuff, gay bashing them and calling them out, you know, uh, making messes of their work, Quantic Dream, making messes of their work environment. You know, the, the guy running Quantic Dream ran out of the courtroom. Because he's been taken to court over all the bullshit happening in his company. He ran out of the courtroom crying, saying, you're disrupting my creativity and you're ruining my team. That oh, wow. actually happened. Hmm. It happened last year or the year before. Yeah. That's also another piece of shit company. You shouldn't buy their games. Well, From me, you shouldn't buy their games because I wouldn't. Well. That's not an not... opinion of the podcast. <laughs> right. I, I think... Unless you have anything to add, Chris, I think no, I think that's it. Done. So <laughs> I think what we now, 
that's i think that puts an end to our kind of our first part of the gaming news segment of the pod like in terms of just like blizzard news that's, yeah, that's like it. the actually, big one there's one small one and it's not yeah, actually I was, awful <laughs> i was gonna i was actually gonna say that like uh we do have another uh blizzard piece of news but this has nothing to do with anything we, we talked about this is like basically pure gaming news without yeah. any of the drama or the kind of background mm. um so basically yeah blizzard is working on a new universe it's a new ip it's and it's going to be a survival game and yeah you were thinking oh great you know but like you know give the developers that you know like give them kind of a separate space to your mind compared to everyone else at blizzard because the developers have nothing to do with any of the stuff we just talked about right they are their own people they make you know maybe not as good games as when Blizzard was an independent force, you know, when they made like Diablo, Diablo 2, Warcraft 3, Starcraft. But still, um, what what makes me excited for this is, um, as reported by Jason Schreier, uh, and he he's he's like pretty much the most well-known rep- uh, journalist when it comes to gaming news, I want to say. He has a lot of breaking stories. Um, he works for Bloomberg now. Uh, but like he's the guy responsible for like you know uh, outing the the destinies you know like making them crunch and all that and basically anything with crunch culture he kind of calls companies out he has a lot of breaking stories like that. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is a very re- reputable game journalist, mm. but uh, he had a very small tweet about this and he said um, so so he said even some of the most disgruntled Blizzard employees rave about this game slash team. So as soon as I saw that. I'm like, oh, okay, well, might not be as, you know, kind of, I don't want to say bad, but this might not be as kind of, I shouldn't be overlooking this as maybe, I that was my initial reaction, as I should have been. Like, maybe I should be paying a little more attention to this. Um, I'm not sure about you, Chris. I'll, I'll let you answer in a second. But I personally am not into survival games. I played a few in my day, but, you know, I you know I played Conan a little bit just just for shits and giggles. I didn't play it very seriously. I played, um, well, I don't remember what else, but yeah, I guess technically Minecraft counts as a survival it, game it does. if you want to look at it. So I guess I did play a little bit of Minecraft. So I do have a little bit of experience, and yeah, definitely not my cup of tea. I guess Conan Exiles would be more of a hardcore survival game. Yeah, that's Minecraft more like Rust. <laughs> yeah, my, Minecraft would be a lot more softcore, or the most softcore. Hmm. So yeah, um, new IP from Blizzard, and apparently it's going to be pretty fucking good. Not up my alley, but I'm always excited to see when this when this uh, thing sort sort of happens, especially from a we're talking just about games not Mm. nothing else especially when it comes from a very you know reputable company like blizzard and and when they make ips it's usually really fucking good like i think the last ip they made that was new was overwatch and not again not my cup of tea i I have overwatch but you can't really argue the popularity and how people love the the universe and the lore and all that but anyways i'll let you answer chris have you have you played survival games and what do you think about this i love minecraft (laughs) <laughs> I play Minecraft a lot. <laughs> it's a drug. <laughs> but yeah, I I played Minecraft. I played Conan Exile, some Pirate One, another one. Uh, Seven Days to Die. I guess is kind of that. Uh, in a way, it's not. I mean, it is multiplayer. So yeah, I guess that does count as well. So I've played, you know, ones here and there. It depends on the game. 
if like I assume that this is gonna be like multiplayer open world survival game, like those types of games, like Rust and all the ones we mentioned. So, I mean, it could be good. I wonder what they mean by new universe. They only showed off like what one, maybe two screenshots that don't really show much of anything. Like very tribal uh, looking character, like a, a skull mask and feathers uh, hide. Like definitely not futuristic. At least from what I could tell. But it also does. The other screenshot they showed was like a bike and like two people in like modern ish clothing, like hiking clothing. Like, is that also part of the universe? So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> they didn't really say much about the game, but it could be good. Like, yes, give Blizzard credits where it's due. Like, they do usually make good games and good universes and lore like they they know what people want out of their games like knowing from like starcraft Blizz, uh diablo and all those other games they have like they put in lots of story and lore into them so yeah yeah i i find this hard to not be a kind of successful uh game for them we'll uh have to see when it comes out when they release more and more information about it I de I'm not going to play it because I'm not supporting them myself. But, you know, if it's good, I hope it's supported well. But I also hope, personally, the company gets better. And, mm -hmm. you know, just everything better as a whole. <laughs> you know, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I don't want to bring that up. I'll just <laughs> leave right. it there. Okay. Well, if you're finished, yeah. I, I did want to say something that was kind of... I can bring up this story, but I, I, I forgot to bring up the, the last one we, we just did just now. Oh, yeah. Um, so something that we kind of had on our last episode um, was, remember when I told you kind of Phil Spencer kind of said, you know, we're going to kind of like look into our, our relationship with them and we're going to kind of go from there. And I mm -hmm. said, you know, well, actions speak louder than words. It's it's good that he's saying it because not every, like he's the only person who's saying it now. We know kind of why now. <laughs> he can afford to say it but still like i i have a really good feeling just due to to past uh you know like um past patterns that microsoft will generally improve blizzard activision they'll they'll make the changes they need to they i don't think they'll be afraid to get their hands dirty because bobby kotick is on, on is on his way out essentially so yeah um i hope so <laughs> that's 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 where the rumor mill is and yeah i think that's i think again this is a speculation on my part i think that's what uh phil spencer was talking about when he says we're going to reevaluate our relationship well if you don't like the other person in the relationship like not like romantic like I don't like my friend. Let me rearrange his molecules or her molecules. And there you go. New person. That's what they're going to be doing. You know, I think that's what he was trying to get at. He was like very sliding it beneath the radar. That's just my speculation. So yeah. take it with a grain of salt. But they could yeah. be like, I was thinking of what he was saying too and going, well, now we know why you were being vague yet not vague in certain mm -hmm. things you were saying because of this acquisition. So, yeah. <laughs> and kind of how it relates to this game is this game will be it will be a long time since after Microsoft purchases Blizzard when this game comes out. So I think this game specifically will be free of any drama. Yeah. But I, 
So I think this game, I think it's only clear, as I said, developers are not management. They don't make any decisions. I think it's it's kind of we see this game and give it a you know our our uh, you know like a fresh perspective and hopefully you know when it comes out the company will the culture will have majorly improved and got rid of all the toxicity that exists currently and yeah I'm again not my cup of tea but I'm excited for them to uh, it's it's almost like a fresh start for them mm. you know you know what I mean it's it's not quite but you kind of know it's kind of like them kind of re refining themselves after cutting all the toxic ties within within themselves. Hopefully I guess. that is what it will feel like or what is going to happen. Like that they basically get recreated. <laughs> oh, and um so Asmongold, who's like a very famous streamer, like a wow streamer and I was gonna say he said, famous for kind of wow, isn't he? Or she. Yeah. Yeah, he I, um I don't know Asmongold had... that well. <laughs> Yeah, he had, I actually watched his reaction about this specific story, and he made a really good point. He says, you know what, out of all the genres that they could have made a new game out of, this was the best one. Because he said a lot of, well, if not, he's actually made the claim all, but again, he has a lot more experience playing these games than I did. Uh, he said he claims that all the kind of survival games are very much not good in terms of they feel very jank and un incomplete and there's more that can be done with them. Mm. They said if Blizzard actually does what Blizzard does and kind of like in, in their approach, he says Blizzard are not innovators, they're perfectionists. So they take a genre, they, they, they make no claim to fame having, you know, popularized it, but they, but they will take it and they will perfect it. And he says, you know, they're, they're not infallible though, like Hero, Heroes of the Storm. He made the example that game failed obviously it's on i don't say life support because there's like but like they discontinued the, the game in terms of like no no new characters and all this stuff but you know they're not afraid to kind of try and get their hands dirty and try and try to perfect the game mm -hmm. so that was his point of view and i said you know what that's actually a really good point i would probably would not have thought about that myself yeah having like, not played survival games like i wouldn't say that you know all survival games are shit you know, some of them would come real popular, but a lot of them come out in early access because they take a long time to make. Mm -hmm. And they are dependent on how many people are playing the game and servers being up for people people to be able to play and hopefully not, you know, creating a toxic environment, which will lead people to not want to play the games. So, it. but you are right, uh, you know, Blizzard pretty much are perfectionists in a way they will take a genre that already exists or take one that kind of already exists and then work it into something else but they will try to make it better in the end uh hopefully and they'll throw their blizzard i guess magic uh blizzard way of doing things onto it and that since blizzard already has big fan base it usually already comes with the caveat of there's already a large pl player base waiting to try this out. So, and even if a game has been out for years, they still usually support them. Like, uh, doesn't Blizzard 3 still get lots of support? Support in the way of, like, they're still doing their, um, was it, uh, what is it they called? Seasons? I could be wrong. Unless they stopped Diablo 3 now, but they've been, they kept it up for a long time, the ranked yeah, seasons and that. So, they usually do try to support it as long as there is uh, 
there's people playing people wanting to play it so like if anything that's one thing they're usually good for <laughs> just wish we could see that for some of the other franchises like starcraft <laughs> be nice to get another starcraft rts's have been dead for a long time they should make another good starcraft i think blizzard after the whole warcraft 3 were forged fiasco i think they're gonna not try their hand at that for a long time to come it's probably. been a long time like a real long time since like i'm not into rts's but there's been some that have come up for some kit from some companies and the big ones nothing's come up for them like the obviously starcraft nothing warcraft not since wow really uh, we won't count the remasters but really not since wow right and uh command and conquer that's been dead in the water for a long time their recent pushes for the shitty mobile games for command and conquer generals 2 fuck off <laughs> fuck off I again agree. what a, what garbage that was when i seen you get what you guys want to do with that game <laughs> and it, playing 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 a rts game with your fingers well, <laughs> probably not a good idea it's not just that do you remember you know uh generals had you know you could pick you know what faction yeah. you want and then pick what general you want because they all had special yeah. abilities well, i love that game. in their version they wanted you to they wanted to give you one general per faction and then you had to pay money for all the others oh my god fuck off like <laughs> like, well, like just that alone of them nickel and diming uh like cutting out content that was there before and i looked at the generals like if i was to play this already i'm looking at this and my favorite general is already taken out for extra content i have to pay for i like dr thrax i like sending anthrax bombs on people yes dr thrax you know what was was he part of the russians or he was the uh ter i guess the quote terrorist group he was like the ones like one of the super groups was the uh ak4 the angry mobs Oh, yeah. And when so you level that, them up, was... when you level them up to their max level, they would get AK. It would just be an AK forty-seven put in every mob's hand, and uh, the leader would yell AK forty-seven for everyone. And everyone would start Yay. chanting, "Yeah!" <laughs> I, I, I love playing as that faction. <laughs> so yes, that faction was hilarious just because of silly stuff like that they put in the game. You know? Yeah, but anyway. It, I wish some companies would support older some of their older games. I also wish that uh, you know some games wouldn't uh, have to shut down their online servers because of uh, exploits. You know now. what? You read my mind. That's what I was going to bring awesome. up. But, <laughs> but go ahead. Since you brought up, I'll let you. Yeah. I'll let so you go for it. I really like Dark Souls. I don't really do multiplayer, but I'll play online. Like I'll I'll keep my game online so I can have the online interactivity sometimes. Sometimes I'll turn it offline when I have to go into, you know, the multiplayer the sections of the games, like the force multiplayer, because I am terrible at fighting people. I just want to do the PvE to uh, myself, but love Dark Souls and the types of games those are, right? I'm sure you've played a few of them. Dark Souls, I've Dark only, Souls-y's type games. I only played the first Dark Souls. I 100% the game of all the achievements, so I, wow. I kind of know what I'm talking you about. You did way more than game. me for that. <laughs> yeah, I you know me when I when I commit to a game, I, I like to see it through. That's just my completionist nature. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, but um, apparently there was an exploit found, I believe, first in Dark Souls 2 and then Dark Souls 3. Now, apparently it's also in one because they're all basically running off the same engine, question mark, or have the same 
um, online. I don't know exactly where the bug is, but apparently playing online against people, they can force code through the game on your PC to give them direct access to your PC. This is very scary shit that someone could just yes. drop an item or interact with you in the game or type something into... Ch uh, I guess Dark Souls doesn't have type, but they could just, while interacting with you in a multiplayer game like Dark Souls, where there's drop-in, drop-out co-op and multiplayer, just have control over your PC. And people are very scared that if this is the... If it works in 1, 2, and 3, this will also affect Elden Ring, which is about to drop, like, so I believe sometime this year, like, oh, next month. Shit, next month. Fuck. Yeah, it's 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 the twenty sixth today of January, and I think the release is the twenty fifth of February. Oh, so I didn't know it was just... that soon. I know they had a like online beta testing happening, like yeah, it's, it's, recently it's less... ish. I think Angriest Pats was playing a bit of it, and I haven't checked it out, but yeah, it's almost exactly a month away, dude. Oh shit! <laughs> but yeah, this is. <laughs> Still, this is like scary, scary shit. Holy crap. There's apparently a fan-made patch that already kind of fixes this. But the uh, Namco Bandai has turned off the servers for Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 to stop this from happening. 1, 2, and 3 on PC. Apparently, this doesn't affect console. I don't know if it's because it's harder to hack on console. Or if the way the online in infrastructure works, they can't get through to you. But still, it is out there, and if you've been wondering why you can't play online, that's the reason, and I hope uh, no one got access to your guys' PC or sensitive data through this. Exploits. Um, a couple points I wanted to bring up yes, about this story was, please. first of all, uh, before you know, you're worried about anything, guys, apparently there's only four people who knew how to do this, well, and apparently and um apparently this has been actually exploitable for a very long time well not, not okay maybe not that long but like let's just say a long oh, time really? period and yeah because um the same people who've been discovering it have been trying to be taken themselves seriously like they reported the bug and nothing was done about it but then they're like, well, if the bug is still here, this is a very dangerous exploit because someone can potentially brick your entire system or steal sensitive mm -hmm. data, like banking information or whatever. We, you know, they should be taking this a lot more seriously. So what they did was actually they went on a streamer's stream, the Grim Sleeper. Yes, I believe you're correct, and they basically did the exploit on him. But then they basically, once they kind of closed the game, they did some text to speech. And and he was very surprised that it happened. And it was only through this action that they kind of got enough publicity and attention that the developers were like, oh, okay, maybe we shouldn't have ignored you. Maybe we should have taken your yeah your help a little more seriously and not you know not like kind of completely shout on you. And yeah, so now you know these guys are really pushing it because apparently because it's in all three Dark Souls games, they're like, well, technically. It's probably it's probably you're probably using similar code, so it's mm. probably going to be an Elden Ring next month, and that's going to be a huge, 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 huge yeah amount of players playing it. So yeah, let's 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 let's, let's, let's try and get this done as soon as we can. So basically, it was it was good guy hackers this time. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's it's really shitty that they had to go to this length to in mm -hmm. to 
get the developers to finally listen to them because it wasn't until after this happened and news of this came out on like social media that the developers finally said we've heard you we've got tickets in we're gonna look into it. it's like wow took you this long they've been talking to you guys about this for i was trying to get you your guys's attention about this for a long time and you guys kept ignoring them <laughs> like yeah really like holy crap Man, it'd be weird if this actually happened to another company, something similar to that. <laughs> I, I, I know you're being ironic, but I can't think I can't think of, of, of what company this would be. Well, like, do you have anything to add on to this one? Oh, I see what you're saying. You're go, you're gonna go into a uh, segue. Well, uh, I'm doing a pseudo segue, but you know, I'll wait until we're done with this. Probably. Oh, Boom. I'm I'm done. Okay, I'm done. Well, so go then, go for it. You know, it'd be really weird if people had to fight and talk to the community and such for like three months. Oh, four okay. months to try and get a game <laughs> that's completely busted working again. Like um, Star Wars Battlefront 2, there is a glitch in the game for at least the last three to four months in which players' health drops to one and they can't kill themselves. There are like battles in which you see the chaos of people just going nuts on each other, fighting each other for endless fighting. And the only way to result to, to stop it is just to quit the game because you can't, that, that game bug is now, is now borked and you can't fight. It is insane these guys have been have had this bug have been talking to them on twitter and on social medias like uh what's the other one um reddit and apparently the devs have been kind of ignoring them or saying oh yeah we we know about it we'll we'll work on it but their first official response for this wasn't until like january like three months after this was made public to them and they are now are saying oh people are just getting back from vacation you know christmas vacations and we're gonna start looking at that now not in october when this was brought to you guys' attention not when all these youtube videos were coming up saying you know this is happening and everyone's talking about how broken this game is and that they can't play a game that is not being officially supported by ea anymore technically because they stopped updates about i'm gonna say half a year ago a year ago so yeah um for it to be ignored for that long. And this bug is getting more and more, I want to say more serious, but it's being more and more recognized now in the community. It's, it's definitely become more prevalent over time. Yeah. It used to be a pretty rare thing, and now it's a pretty common I, occurrence, apparently. Yeah, it's really dumb. It's like, oh, we're, we, we now hear your complaints, and we'll now look into it. It's like, you're now going to. I really hope that this um, looking into it isn't followed by servers are shut down. That's how EA will solve this issue. Because That's... they're not making money off the game anymore. And I'm sure that they are definitely not happy with the community complaining about the loot crate system in the game. Which they eventually took out or made not pay uh, loot crates. But it was a really shitty system to put in, in the first place. They got lots of hot water on it by Disney and uh, tons of people when it came out. Well, maybe not by Disney. More Disney say, what are you doing to our IP? But yeah, that's a different story. Um, but yeah, like to me, EA would just love to just bury this and just shut down the servers as quick as possible because that's what they do with, with mm -hmm. games sometimes. And uh, really, I don't know how many people play the, this game as is. So I don't know how big the community is, but 
this is just going to sh shove people away unless they fix it. And I really, me looking at EA, I think that they're just going to try to um, not throw money at it and hope either people shut up and then they could quietly shut down the servers within a year's time. But I hope that they actually fix this and allow people who are still playing the game to still play and have fun. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> I I know you're joking about them shutting down the servers, but that's what they do for the sports games. Oh, uh, FIFA 2022 is out. Shut down FIFA 2020. Like, it's like, like like I think they might keep them up for a little for a little longer. Like they do that with Battlefield, but eventually, like within a year or two of the next one coming out, like a, they'll keep them up for like a few years and then they'll shut them down quietly, right? Because most people, at least for like the sports games and the other ones, usually do migrate over. Like they have that fan base. But they will eventually shut it down. But I don't think they're going to be shutting this down with the announcement of Battlefront 3. Technically Battlefront 5, but... <laughs> yeah, that's just... It's, it's EA for you. There's not really much else to say. This has kind of been their status quo for like a decade or two at this point. So. Yeah, but it's sad that like almost four months and they're now addressing saying, We hear you guys. Like, I know that's not EA talking. That's the the, the development team. So, but still, for it to take that long for developers to listen to people in the community <laughs> and listening to the players who actually play your game faithfully, get out of here. Get out of here. We don't need any of your, yeah, we don't need any of your We're loyalty. Not, uh, yeah, it's just kind of, kind of shitty. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's. It's what it is. We we can only hope that they that they actually fix it for those people who are playing. Because I don't think you really play Battlefront. No, I'm not a I'm not a. It's it's really player. it's really funny watching watching this glitch and seeing two Jedi just wail on each other. And, yeah, and seeing the stormtroopers just make a ring around them as they're just fueling mm -hmm. it out and going, one of these guys is gonna die. That, it's like <laughs> I've seen the videos, and I love Star Wars in general. But yeah, it's 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 kind of like what's the point of playing the game if you can't win or lose? It's yeah. literally just like it, you're you're in limbo. You just quit the game, and like no one wants that. Yeah, there, no there's one wants literally it. no point playing a game where like nothing progresses. It, it, it's funny to see, but you know, as a very rare bug that which is what it used to be, but now it's getting way more. The bug is getting stronger. It has mutated. <laughs> Yes, yes, let the hatred flow through you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we go into another one because I don't have no one that can just slide right into this. So Yeah. You're you're done with your segues. You ran out of your segues. For the moment. I I had a good run today. <laughs> you, you you did. You have to start using your feet. You can't you can't use the scooters anymore. Uh all right. Well, do you want to but... bring one up here we did do sony exclusivity basically with the with the microsoft stuff and blizzard stuff so with them saying that they're still going to have commitments with them so i guess and we could actually talk about one that i actually watched i watched um oh who was it crap I watched another YouTube streamer talk about this. Uh, most critical. I watched Charlie talk about this uh, before I think you posted it, or was it I? Uh, apparently, 
Twitch uh, star Ninja Ninja is Ninja. Uh, threatening yeah. Pokemon with legal action for alleged harassment. Yeah, so this is so I guess brief synopsis is we're gonna have to because yeah. it's based Pokemane, all on that. Yeah, Pokemon. Or did I say her name popular. wrong? Sorry, I think I said uh, her name wrong. It's it's all right. Pokemon, <laughs> very popular Twitch streamer. Um, mm -hmm. One of the bigger, well, about uh, on par with Ninja, isn't she? I'd say it's close. Wouldn't claim that. I'm not. I'm not sure what. The well, Ninja is one of the I, biggest, but she is huge. So yeah, she is also huge. Yeah, but um, so she got a hate raid, which is that's never okay. I I didn't look into it because there's no reason for me to. But apparently, they were spamming L plus ratio. Yeah, I don't know so what that means. I didn't look into it. I I don't really care. I I don't need to get. But either uh, way, it was meant for harassment from another yes, popular it, Twitch streamer. It was probably you know like a slur of some kind. Again, I don't need to know that. That's that's not something yeah. I need to. I I I I, just, I don't need to acknowledge its existence. Is what yeah, I'm like, saying. You know. So, anyways, um, I'm not sure what that meant, but apparently it hurt her. She um, banned the person and and his stream. It wasn't Ninja. It was someone else. It was Jay Don Adams who told his Twitter yeah. or told his followers what when the raid happened to. To spam this, I believe. Yeah. So that happened to her. She kind of uh, posted on Twitter and she's like, this is not okay. Obviously not. I, you know, I probably would have done the same thing if that would happen to me. Um, apparently he made, GDN also made uh, allegedly extremely sexual comments about Pokemon in reference to her, her sex life, sex life and asked other streamers to go to war with him over this. Um, so after his ban, he apparently uh, w was very apologetic. Apparently, not sure how sincere it was, but yeah. Um, so that happened. But then a ninja apparently, again, I, I don't know the full details. Apparently, he was friends with this guy mm. who did this to Pokimane, and he was like, "Oh, well." Um, let, let me let me try you know he like it was this, this was not directly to pokemon but it was like to Gileon about you know um let me try and get co into contact with my twitch representative to kind of try and unban you that was basically what he said and obviously pokemon didn't take this uh the right way now up well, there was, a, there was another phrase he used that was also not good yeah go ahead and take over because I was going to say, I think I think up until this point, I kind of am correct. But yeah, if you want to take over, go for it. Uh, but like, what did you mean by that, by that other phrase just now? Uh, I'm trying to find it exactly. But base, he was saying something like calling the phrase he used because I don't remember, I don't have it here explicitly. But he basically said something. And along the lines that made Jadon, because he was watching his stream, mm -hmm. watching Ninja's stream, that where it made it sound like that Jadon thought that uh, Ninja was calling her a bitch. Like, as if he was saying, like, uh, bitches always act like this, or something like that. And then, as soon as, as soon as Ninja said that, he's like, oh shit, no, no, I meant other bitches. It's like, huh. wait, what? Uh, I'm sorry. So... This happened and other things like you could go take a look at the 
thing at the uh, video. But Pokimane watched Ninja's or was it Jadon's capture of the stream? Because I believe he was streaming uh, Ninja's reaction and what he was talking about it. I believe because I don't think they're in the same voice call or maybe they were. But anyway, Pokimane watched this clip on her stream and she didn't really comment on it. She more or no, she didn't really react. She more commented on exactly what was going on in the video. And that was enough to have Ninja's manager slash wife um, threaten Pokimane with legal saying that she can't be posting this app or say that stuff because it's defaming and um, Ninja's character. Now, I watched Pokimane's clip. She did not do any of this shit. All she did was say, oh, so, you know, this is going on. Yeah, okay, you know, Ninja said this. And it looks like Jadon thinks that Ninja thinks he's calling me a bitch. And that's basically what was going on. And, yeah, th there's no defame, there's no uh, character calling. She's not, like, saying, you know, people shouldn't be following a Ninja. She's not, say, you know, calling Ninja... You know, telling people, you know, stop supporting Ninja, you know, or that he eats babies or any bullshit like that, right? You know, nothing to defame him or anything like that. It was just her watching the clip and reacting and commenting on, on it, but nothing bad was actually said. It was taken very straight-faced, as you would think. And then Ninja's wife came out and said, we're, we're talking to our lawyers. We're going to, you know, you can't do this to to Ninja. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I would love to see this go to court because you don't have a case. <laughs> no. And I'm just going to go ahead and read um, yes, something please. from this article from Jeremy Winslow from Kotaku. There's a couple paragraphs here. Uh, I just had it. Um, so I believe there's things so, I miss as well because I'm remembering this yeah. from secondhand from so, this article. Yeah, um, it, it kind of goes back to what I said about the, uh, let me contact a representative. So Pokimane took on Twitch on January 17th to discuss the incident and shared several self-edited clips of Ninja's streams where he gave his two cents on mm -hmm. the situation. Ninja explicitly said he texted his Twitch representative to see what could be done about Gideon's permaban, but said there was nothing he could do. Ninja later denied texting his Twitch contact in a private message to Pokimane and deleted the video, which was available to watch after the live stream ended. But Pokimane saved clips proving that Ninja did, in fact, say he reached out on G um, Gideon's behalf. Mm -hmm. um, so Pokemon, so in the, in, in the clip here, Pokemon, po yeah, Pokimane holds up her phone showing what appears to be a Twitter DM from Ninja. Not only does he swear on his dead grandpa's life that he, quote, didn't text his Twitch rep, but Ninja also vaguely threatens Pokimane, saying she's making, quote, making a big mistake, whatever that means. Um, so yeah, that's kind of strange because then, as you said, uh, Ninja's wife slash manager kind of just like got on uh, Pokimane's ass and just basically, you know, tried to, you know, essentially scare her with legal, legal action but pokemon did not back down because yeah she should. you know she, she's telling the truth like, yeah she's but, got all this evidence that ninja apparently which i didn't know is trying to hide <laughs> like yes. the bit so like if they go to court like i can see if this goes to court like ninja's not gonna win unless if he tries to throw a lot of money at it to bullshit his way to a win because this is garbage you don't you, you haven't won anything. This guy fucking hate-rated someone 
and then you start acting like this for whatever reason. And this could have all just been, you know, smoothed over, but then you start, you know, you know, start deleting things and start trying to run damage steps. And then your wife gets on the horn and you, you, everything that's going on since that stream is just making you look worse and worse. <laughs> and there's all this evidence on the internet of the things you had done. You can't erase it. It's there. You're too popular for this stuff not to just disappear. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, when they say what happens on the internet stays on the internet, you're too popular for it to not be able to be disappeared. <laughs> like, that, that, that's, that comes with the territory of yeah, you being I mean... you. Like, for us, if that was to happen, it might, uh, we could, you know, I'm, I'm sure that no one would pay attention, but for him, it's going to get attention. And, you know, I actually thought that this was going to be a bigger story because of uh, the actual guy who kind of started the ball rolling on this. But it he's kind of left sidelined because of Ninja. So, you know, it would have just been a story of the streamer did a hate raid. But then because of all the actions that Ninja and his wife has done afterwards kind of shifted the blame uh, story to them and them threatening legal against Pokimane. Yeah, um, I kind of hate that we're covering this because technically it is gaming news, but it, it, it's more so Twitch news. It's more you know? Twitch news, but, but we do Twitch and Twitch is a huge part of oh, gaming yeah. now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I'm just saying like, I, I hate that we're covering drama like this. Yeah, but, but uh, it's, that's all I meant. No one, a, a Twitch streamer has never sued another Twitch streamer. If this happens, this will be the first time it's happened. It will set a precedent. Yeah, that's why that's it's true. also very important to see. Oh, for sure. To see Ninja fail, because I'm certain it will, because he has no ground to stand on. So, I'm going to read one more per paragraph <laughs> that kind of sums this up very, very elegantly. I think, but let's be honest: this predicament is totally unnecessary. Mm. Looking at a quick summary of the facts, Judeon hate raids Pokimane. Gideon gets permaban. Mm -hmm. Gideon then creates a campaign to reverse the permaban. Ninja had no reason to get involved. Mm -hmm. But he chose to of his own volition and then deliberately said he texts his Twitch representatives to do something about it. Puts him right in the crossfire. Now he and his manager want to claim defamation of character when Ninja literally said he texts his representative. Shit makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and there Pokemon's you go. video, like if they wanted to bring up a video, she doesn't say anything. That she, she just comments on what's going on. Like there's no extra real comment going on. Mm -hmm. it, so, and, <laughs> and the ironic part about this is, Gideon has taken to Twitter and he's and he admitted completely being wrong. And he already says he apologized to Pokemon personally, and uh, he'd be streaming on YouTube now. So he he fully admits he fully admits what he did was wrong. Not yeah. that I. Not that I'm not saying he should be forgiven. I'm just saying, like, in the context of the situation, this should have been originally between Pokemon and, and Gideon. Yeah. But now it's now he's like completely out of the picture as far as the legal case is yeah. concerned. Now it's like Ninja. It's like what the fuck happened here? Yeah. It I, makes no sense. I almost think, you know, as weird as it is, like this is kind of headcanon I heard from someone else, but you know, it kind of is funny to think of, or it kind of makes sense that, like, you know, Twitch, uh, not Twitch. Uh, Ninja's, like, I guess manager is his wife. Uh, you mm -hmm. shouldn't have your significant other be part of your business. Like, your management. Uh, it's kind of because it will help to um, 
further things to maybe be worse because there's lots of emotional baggage there. Um, it almost sounds like that as soon as Ninja's wife heard about some of this, that she jumped onto Twitter and just started texting furiously, you know, up this huge thing. And then as soon as Ninja was done his streams, like, all right, time to, you know, try and work on some some stuff. And because he's not an idiot, right? Like, I don't think he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would have gotten as far as he did if he was. Um, but, like, it sounds like that he, like, took back. It's like, all right, time to, you know, work on some damage control because, you know, stuff was said, you know, we could work this out, right? And then he saw Twitter from his wife and went, oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> you know, that's what it almost sounds like, like him going, oh, damn it. <laughs> right. And yeah, it's like, now well, I have to deal with the escalation of this because of management. And that, that's almost what it feels like. But maybe I not. Think, I, I, I don't think they almost sabotage each other. Go, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it, 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 it kind of feels feels like that in a way. Right. It w without it meaning to have been sabotage, it almost feels like that they did <laughs> to each other. Uh, this is stupid. This it is shouldn't stupid. be going to court. It, if it does, I'm a hundred percent certain Ninja doesn't have a leg to stand on. Not with all the information and, that's out there. And and despite what they're wanting to say, not backing down. I as you said, they're not stupid. I don't think they're stupid enough to take this to court. I don't they, think this will be in court at all. They better they're, not be. I think Ninja's smarter than that. He better be because he's gonna I look. Be, he's gonna look really stupid when he takes this to court and loses. And if he loses, everyone's just gonna look at him and say. We told you so. <laughs> like, and if, I would be flabbergasted if he yeah. took this to court. I would. I, I think a lot I, of people would be. So, yeah, that's that's it on that, Chris. I think right. That's that. We're hitting about one fifty. Do we want to end it there and save the rest for next? Yeah, yeah, I think we should. I think uh, these other ones are kind of. Today. Yeah, the, we've got like two more, which could be left for next week. We'll deal with that then. Yeah, <laughs> they're not super Sounds big. Good. We kind of took care of the bigger ones and slid into some other stuff. Uh, let's see. I guess uh, you can find me on uh, Twitch under Prince underscore Kaboom. We do the podcast there uh, every Wednesday evenings, most Wednesday evenings. <laughs> the circumstances uh, may happen, but I mean, assuming computers are turning on correctly. Yes, right. and, and other <laughs> other stuff. You know, we can't always be here, but we will try. Um, I also do stream. I try to anyway, like max three times a week for myself. Usually early in the mornings. I'm doing a Resident Evil Two Leon's campaign. Second stream maybe tonight. We'll see. Uh, I'm on Twitter under C S C H A B A N D. That's C Shabang. I post things I like toys and other things like that whatever if you follow me that's cool whatever i don't care <laughs> and youtube mr prince kaboom i've been uploading my uncut live streams on there uh or some of them and whenever i get a chance i try to edit stuff and put edited content on there as well but you know nice. it's there it's there it's cool and uh where can they find you sean so much like yourself, I'm on uh, Twitch, Zorb underscore Zex. Um, yeah, I uh, admittedly have not been streaming that much, as I said, for reasons at the start of the podcast. But yeah, I'm hoping to change that very soon. So 
Uh, my next thing I'll be doing is a Hollow Knight because I got the full hundred twelve percent on Hollow Knight. Holy crap! I, the next thing, yeah, the next thing I will be doing is the Steel Soul run one hundred percent. So mm. Steel Soul, you die, you're dead. It's oh, it's, it's, it's a it's hardcore run. Hardcore. You're okay. dead. You dead. You D E D dead. That's it. So, uh, so my first playthrough was completely blind. This I'm not going to be using blind, obviously, because of I have the experience, I have the knowledge, and now I'm going to be using a guide to kind of see what the easiest path I should be taking to do this. So, yeah, mm. I, I will be kind of using that a little bit, but it's still it's still up to me that I don't die, right? Because you're, you're you know when you start the game, you're basically naked. You don't have any abilities or upgrades, mm. so it kind of just like any Metroidvania, you have to be very careful and yeah hollow knight again is it's not supposed to be daddy's or daddy uh it's, it's it's not supposed to be baby's first uh metroidvania it's supposed to be you know like you're an experienced player in this genre so you have to know what you're doing and yeah it's it's going to be very scary but there's a lot of achievements you can stack you can actually do the beat the game under five hours on this playthrough and one of the achievements is actually beating the game on steel soul mode um, under a certain amount of time, I believe, and also at 100%. So, yeah, I know I can do it. I have the skill. The question is, will I do it the first time? We'll find out. But, yeah, that'll be fun. I'll, you know, I look forward to anyone who wants to come and uh, watch me. I really much appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I have some cool emotes on the channel, too. If you'd like to, you know, check them out, feel free. Also on Twitter, same name, Zorb underscore Zex. Um, Again, not posting as much as I want to in recent days for the same reason, but I, I, I like to post some funny things. I like to post things I find interesting that, you know, uh, that most people would find interesting. I think, I you know, some gaming stuff I like to put on there, some memes, you know, just a variety of things. So, you know, I'd love for you to, you know, follow me and say hi, and uh, I'll definitely respond back. But that's it for me, Chris. And yeah, I hope uh, all you guys have a great weekend. I'll let you wrap things up. Yeah, I think we're done. Uh, see you guys, I guess, next week. Uh, listen to the podcast on most podcast platforms. I think I've got on most. At least the really important ones. But yeah. Huh. Uh, whatever. If you like what you like, you can also, you know, maybe join the Discord. Or whatever. It's there for, you know, as a Discord. Yeah, we, Sorry, we, I'm, my my mind's no, like no, you're, you're fine. on me. Just like I know. Uh... We do. What he's trying to say is, we'd love to have you there, and uh, yeah, we're we're pretty much available on there. We, you know, you're free, feel free to join. You can leave some messages. Tell us what you think of the podcast. If you have any kind of uh, you know, tell us our you know strengths, weaknesses, what we can improve on, liking what you see for certain sections. Let us know. You know, we're very open, and yeah, yeah, we we love to chat on you there too. If you like to join, yeah. Sorry about that. My, I'm so tired. <laughs> I got like less than five <laughs> hours of sleep, so no I'm worries. To that man. point where I'm like, oh, <laughs> so and the stream no doesn't worries. help. But yeah, yes, we're done. We're out of here. Take care, everyone. Goodbye, Sean. Goodbye, Chris. Good goodbye, guys. Take care of yourselves. Peace out. <laughs>